racial slurs, jokes of sodomy. They'll be cussing, cursing, fighting, no monogamy. Hey, a podcast, it's a shitty movie podcast starring everybody and me. There'll be tits and ass smoking, lots of grass. There'll be jokes of Reagan and parties thrown for Epstein. Hey, a podcast, it's a shitty movie podcast starring nobody and me. Welcome to Wasted Potential Podcast, and this is your host, Ronnie, and with me as always is my uh, wonderful co-host and ventriloquist and name shame. Part-time pig lover and big Charles Godin fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are here with another episode of Glass Half Full. This week, Shane will be leading us in his choice. Tell us what you picked, Shane. So I picked uh, the Great Muppet Caper. Um, Boo! Hey, it's a movie starring Charles Godin in honor of since he just passed. I feel like everyone knows Godin. Godin. Godin? I was gonna say I think it's Grodin, isn't it? I don't know, but everyone recognizes him as that guy, but they don't know what they recognize him from. It's definitely Grodin. Okay, well, in honor of you, buddy. <laughs> Can't remember your name, but it's in your honor. <laughs> okay. Charles um, so, <laughs> so everybody grab your martinis full of sugar <laughs> and let's jump into this. Shane, can you give us a synopsis of this way too long of a movie? Yeah, it kind of is. But so the Muppets decide to once again break the fourth wall and journey well, I think they explain it. Kermit and Fozzie become investigative reporters. Um, and then they stop a jewel heist in England. Well, that's the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. What happens in the middle hour and 20 minutes? Um, Charles Grodin tries to rape Miss Piggy. <laughs> and uh, Kermit argues with Miss Piggy. There's a couple dance sequences about Miss Piggy. And then the band gets back together. And that's the good part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the great Muppet caper. And it should be like the great Muppet like filler. It's so much stuff is in the middle of this. that has <laughs> nothing to do with the main plot. And I kept thinking the entire time, this should just be a Muppet episode. Yeah. It would be so amazing if it was just the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. Dude, I figured out. So I know you're going to ask a question later, but I'm going to start right now. Guess okay. which Muppet I would cast as Danny. <laughs> uh, animal, for sure. No, Lou oh. Zealand is his name. He's the guy that goes, I got paper towels. Yes, <laughs> I know Lou Zealand. He's the, guy, he's the orange Muppet dressed like the clown, right? <laughs> And he always has random shit that doesn't matter. Like, we need a ladder. He's like, I brought some paper towels. <laughs> and he's got a fish. I got some paper towels. I just realized what his name was. Because, like, I was watching it this morning. Because I fell asleep on it last night. I was already watching the ending this morning. <laughs> as the subtitles on. And it said Lucy. And I'm like, oh, that's the best name for a Muppet ever. Yep. He was. We'll cover it. But I was like, oh, my God. That is Danny. Now what? 
That was our big opening number. Mm. What do we replace it with? I don't know, but we better come up with something quick. Jeez! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll do my boomerang fish. I throw them away, and they come back to me. <laughs> Shout out to Dan. Okay, um, I guess we'll go with the first question here is when did you first see this film, Shane? So I saw, I grew up a huge uh, Muppet fan. Like, I just obsessed with the Muppets and that didn't stop. I just kind of grew up and they've grown on me as I gotten older because they're funny for kids, but I think they're funnier for adults because you realize how clever the Muppets are written, you know. So I saw this when I was a child and I just watched it religiously growing up a lot. And I still love it today. Not as much. I forgot that as a kid, I'd probably leave the room and go play in the middle of this movie. <laughs> but I do remember not liking the Miss Piggy scenes. And I still don't like the Miss Piggy scenes. Yeah, Miss Piggy is good in small doses. And that's why I like her in Muppet Treasure Island. Because she's not in until like the last like 20 minutes. So then you get enough <laughs> Miss Piggy in 20 minutes. Because this whole entire film revolves around Miss Piggy's dream of being... A star, and it's really annoying. Good heavens, who are you? My name is Miss Piggy, and I would like to be a high-fashion model. Doesn't surprise me. Seems to be the way we're heading. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, um, I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Like we were watching it, and I grew up with the Muppets. My grandma made me watch the Muppets, and I like. Um, I think every year I watch uh, uh, Christmas Carol. I like Treasure Island a lot. I like the original one. I remember just Orson Welles being the TV executive. I don't know why that cracks me up. But um, I don't think I've seen this this one ever, actually. Like, nothing stood out to me as remembering this, actually. Yeah, I remember specifically loving John Cleese. And I still <laughs> love John Cleese. <laughs> There's a lot of great cameos that we'll, we'll probably get into in a little bit there. So you kind of jumped on this already, your recent reaction. Is there anything else, like, recently, like, we're watching this today that you kind of love more, hate more, or what do you feel? Besides Miss Piggy. I remember liking Charles Grodin's character more in this. Um, I That'll be kind of later. I changed some things about his character. Um, less, uh, less pork rape? Yeah, yeah, definitely toned that down a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I really love the writing. And, like, I know you love your fourth wall, you know, completely intact, and the Muppets... Don't believe in any walls. <laughs> I literally wrote down in my notes, the first thing they do is they blow up that fourth wall. Kermit, huh? what if we drift out to sea? We get struck by lightning. Nothing's going to happen. This is just the opening credits. Oh, where are they? Wow. The Great Muppet Caper. Nice title. <laughs> But um, it's just like, I think one of the lines is she's like, like, why are you telling me this? And she's like, it's plot exposition. Where else is it going to go? Yes. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, I, I just love it. How it's just like, this is just a vehicle for the Muppets to do nonsense. <laughs> Isn't that what any Muppet vehicle is? Is just them to do whatever the Muppets want to do. <laughs> We'll get into that later because the ending of this film is just full Muppets and I love it. <laughs> yes, I can say that. I love the first 10 minutes. I was laughing 
then oh my god i was so bored for an hour and then the last 10 minutes i was happy again it's like they used all their clever stuff right in the beginning yeah well when the muppets are muppets and they're together like when the whole cast is together it's the most fun because it's absolute chaos (laughs) it's just barbarian comedy and just absolute fun and that's what i like it is when it goes off the rails it's my favorite things of the muppets because if you're gonna have puppets be your like your your protagonists you have to just go for it and be silly (laughs) so i think i'll get to that with my things that stood out to me but um let's go with you first um three things you love what's the first thing that kind of is distinctive to you the happiness hotel and everyone in it (laughs) (laughs) oh you mean the whorehouse (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> places you can park your carcass <laughs> what's wrong with bus terminals <laughs> oh the happiness hotel is so joyous and uh it's just this shit motel where the muppets run <laughs> it's full of junkies and rats <laughs> yeah and uh and, and bands and then the, the uh, what is it called is it dr teeth's do you know what it's called i don't know his band but he cracks me up especially give me my nightlife <laughs> <laughs> dr teeth and the electric mayhem that's a wonderful name mm. um so for context if you have not seen it in a long time um so basically uh kermit and fozzy are twins which is one of my favorite <laughs> jokes of the movie actually and they're um, they're cheap. Um, the reporters trying to solve a diamond heist. I, I think I don't really remember that because they don't remember to do this ever. Mm-hmm. But they're sent by their um, their boss to England, which is my favorite jokes. Is they just chuck them outside the the airplane <laughs> and throw them down to jolly old England. And then they they have no money, so they go to a whorehouse called the Happiness Hotel, where they can stay for free. <laughs> I, they literally get thrown out of an airplane. <laughs> It just so happens that all the other Muppets are there, and who cares, because <laughs> it's a Muppet movie. <laughs> yeah, right? The Muppets... I think they even address it where, like, isn't the trash can uh, Groucho or whatever his name is? He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, serving a short cameo. He's like, me too. <laughs> I just want to say that Shane called... Um, Oscar the Grouch, Groucho. Oh. Like, he thinks Groucho Marx is, <laughs> is the green guy from Sesame Street. <laughs> so I didn't know. I'm trying to remember his freaking name. Um, he's a crazy writer that like everyone worships. Oh, uh, Gonzo. It's um, oh, what's his name? Um, God damn it! Uh, yeah. Fear and Loathing. Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. 70s. So I'm guessing Gonzo gets his name from him, right? Yeah, probably. Because wasn't that his alter ego, Gonzo? I just know they called him Gonzo. I've never read a Hunter S. Thompson novel. It's not really my kind of writing. Yeah. But get to your point. Okay. Um, what was I? What was my point? You guys at Oscar the Grouch. I don't know. I'm drunk. I got hammered during this movie, so <laughs> it made it that much more wonderful. I'm going to enjoy editing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I will say um, I did love also the uh, the musical pieces as always, except for Miss Piggy's musical pieces. Fucking hated those. They were so boring and similar. But like the opening Austin Powers one in the streets <laughs> was amazing. The cars are crashing into each other, and one guy that looks like Freddie Mercury is dancing in a pink suit. And 
(laughs) (laughs) It's so great. And there's just a but there's a few of those songs like uh, Give Me the Nightlife where they're just driving a bus through downtown London that has explosions going off underneath it. The Give Me the Nightlife sounds like if you and I made an impromptu song and just bashed on <laughs> drums and a keyboard. It's it's just it's so it's it's, it's like a, a cacophony of absolute awfulness. It's so miserable, but it's so it's Muppets. Perfect. It's so awful. It's uh, stuck in my head. I'm just like Give me the movie in the nightlife. <laughs> Well, um, I prepared some extra questions because I figured Shane would be too drunk to actually do this naturally. So I guess mm. since you mentioned music, what's your favorite song from the film? So I'm torn. I really liked the opening song a lot. And I loved Give Me the Nightlife. <laughs> like I was jamming and laughing so hard as they're just driving, playing this awful, weird song. And Miss Piggy's like, do they have to be so loud? Or they don't have to be that loud. And he's like, oh, they don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Little jokes like that are what kept me alive because I was just dying in the middle of that part. Um, my favorite song is, you'll find controversial, is Miss Piggy's Fantasy. the whole water ballet is going on because <laughs> they use the words ecstasy, passion, fantasy, and then Miss Piggy comes out of the water in a water jizz explosion for everyone to see. And then Kermit and Groden are in between them arguing about passion and ecstasy. And I'm like, how did this get passed? How did they allow this without anyone going, I don't think you should have ejaculation at the end of this song. Well, I mean, they also let Charles Grodin grab Miss Piggy and say, you'll love me. Like, <laughs> I was like, we couldn't make him like more suave and like actually kind of set up where maybe Miss Piggy is kind of falling for him. Like a real love triangle, not a rape triangle. Yeah, he's bad. I don't, I recognize him, but I don't, okay, I, I get our, our, our RIP. We're doing this because Shane wanted to do this for him. I don't recognize anything he's been in. I know he's been in like Midnight Run and things like that. But he's bad. He's bad in this. <laughs> like, he doesn't even try. He, like, half-asses no. his lines as if, like, I'm better than this. And at least John Cleese hams it up 100%. <laughs> John Cleese's part is incredible. What is it, Neville? Um, uh, uh, pig. Um, light me up the, uh, the outside of the house. Uh, Neville. Mm-hmm. Am I boring you? What, dear? I said, am I boring you? Boring me? Oh, 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 that's a good one. I'm having the time of my life, dear. Hey, what did you say? A pig is climbing up the outside of the house. I love that because it was like, it it reminded me of classic, like, Monty Python. Absolute absurdism, yeah. Yeah. 
I just wish that the his wife was like a Monty Python actor, like a man dressed as a woman. Like, hey, mate, he's climbing outside the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they needed to take her to the nth degree because she was she's not bad because she's got to play opposite of John Cleese, but she's not as interesting as Cleese. For sure. Um, the thing I love about the Muppets in general and this movie is I love how all the Muppets are distinct characters and they're all fun, but they all sound like Frank Oz. <laughs> I know Jim Henson yeah. does the voices and there's other puppeteers, but they all just sound like Frank Oz. Like just <laughs> Fonzie and Piggy and all of them sound the same to me, but I, I love how unique they are and I love the banter between them. So that's my favorite thing about the Muppets is why I like it. Is I'll sit there and just laugh while they're all talking over each other. Hey, Fozzie, shh. Fozzie, how do we get in? Why don't we just ring the doorbell? Uh, uh, no, no, no. There's got to be another way. Yeah, well, you better think of it pretty quick. Those dogs have nearly finished the pizza. Uh, I know. The roof. Oh, man. No way we'll ever get up there. <laughs> so far, I'm not having any fun. Let me talk to him. Woof, 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 woof. It helps to know a second language. Dude, I remember as a kid being confused by Gonzo and not enjoying him, but as an adult, he's hands down my favorite Muppet. <laughs> oh, and, and this one for sure, because he just constantly walks around and goes, geez, just flashes people in the face. It's just hilarious. <laughs> and, and he's like, I was doing an expose on people's kneecaps. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or he's like, oh God, I, I had to pause because I started crying laughing when they couldn't hail a cab, and he's like, don't worry, I got it. And he just hurls himself in front of Taxi! And he throws himself in. And they're like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, yeah, it's even scarier when it doesn't work. <laughs> that was the best line of the movie. Um, oh. if, if you like yourself some Gonzo, we should watch the uh, Muppets Go to Space next. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's Gonzo trying to figure out what he is, and then you have Jeffrey Tambor trying to grab him and probe him. Oh, God. I remember that movie. I remember watching that with my grandma. She she like rented it for us. So, Muppets in Space. I don't have not. I remember that one distinctly. We'll check that out for sure. Um, I also in this walkthrough or this viewing noticed a lot of the side Muppets a lot more, like New Zealand and um, Bo. Beauregard. I laughed so hard <laughs> at Bo because he was just dad humor shoved into one Muppet. <laughs> what color are their hands now <laughs> <laughs> that's an ongoing joke that's replayed over and over again and it's worth it oh and like they're driving and they're like damn why don't you have an act because he's like it's you know it takes a while to learn the town and like how long you lived here he's like all my life <laughs> and like why don't you have a british accent and he's like i barely have a driver's license <laughs> did you want me to stop or what uh, thank you very much sir Oh, you can call me Beauregard. Well, where are you guys going? Uh, the Happiness Hotel. Oh, good. That's where I'm going. Mm. How do you get there? Haven't you ever been there? Of course. I live there. I just don't know how to get there. You know, once again, that's why Disney had to add a, a little disclaimer before their Muppets, because apparently things in the uh, 70s and 80s weren't politically correct. Who knew? I didn't think anything was, like, explicitly, like, ooh, other than the Miss Piggy, Charles Groded relationship. 
Yeah, I, I think the only thing that made me uncomfortable was just that when he grabs her, I was like, oh, this is weird, but I, I think... Don't put a door between us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Boarded up there. Um, I love the puppetry. I think that's the only thing that kept me interested in the middle hour was just thinking, like, how do they do that? Because the puppetry is great, and I had a really fun drinking game that I played by myself because my wife fell asleep because she hates the Muppets because she's a monster. Jesus. I love, I drank every time I saw the strings and the wires. That was fun. Mm. I, <laughs> well, my favorite scene with the puppetry is just the bicycle scene. I, I just, mm-hmm. I was sitting there thinking like, how did they do this? And I looked it up and it's a lot of like fun trickery that they did with like, um, with, like wires and like pulleys and stuff. So I was like, even though I hate this song so much, I just enjoyed just watching all the Muppets creepily operate those bicycles. <laughs> And I think that's the first time that Waldorf and I can't remember the other guy's name. Waldorf and Stanson? Stantler. I think so. They were the other Muppets that I was losing my shit because I was like, that's this podcast. Just two (laughs) dudes making shitty jokes in the sidelines. (laughs) When he's like, when he said, wake up, here comes the bikinis. He's like, we should synchronize our pacemakers. (laughs) 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 He's like, he's like, uh, wow, those are great lines. He's like, and the girls aren't that bad either. (laughs) 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 I was, oh my God, those two guys are the best. I, and I think they're one of the more famous Muppets too. So I'm not the only one that loves those guys, but. Oh yeah. They're, they're definitely a staple. Speaking of which, what do you think is your favorite Muppet? You mentioned a few, but like, give me a standard. Who who do you think is your favorite? Um, whether it's in this movie or just in general. In general, um, Swedish Chef's always a good one. <laughs> um, but like, Swedish Chef isn't really like there enough. I think I like Doctor Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> He's like my favorite character. And that whole band, like his saxophonist, I love too. Mm-hmm. The one that's like, oh, I forgot him in my pants. And they're like, well, are they in the wash? He's like, I only got one set of pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Dr. Teeth is my favorite, but it's like a tie with Gonzo. Because I remember not liking Gonzo, but maybe I just don't rem- I need to view him as an adult. Because he's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know why he wants to fuck a chicken for, but I think... <laughs> In this movie, he's the best one. I know in like uh, Christmas Carol, he's just the narrator, so he doesn't really have a lot to do, but I could see how he could get grading. But my favorite Muppet, which he's not in this one really at all, but I love Sam the Eagle. I just love him because he's just like, he's stuffy and he's no fun. And I love that he's just a contrast to all the other Muppets. Everyone's fun and happy. And he's just like, I'm too good for this. <laughs> you are all idiots. <laughs> he shuts or he comes in and goes, this is why I'm proud to be an American. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. Like he came in there for like, for, he has two lines and says, this is why I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like the Harrison Ford of the Muppets. He really is. <laughs> Luke Skywalker and C-3PO and R2-D2 from Star Wars. Oh, they'd make much better guests than Mr. McGonagall. You're going to have to leave. Excuse me, Master Luke, but what is this strange world we've come to? Beats me, 3PO. Seems we've landed on some sort of 
comedy variety show planet. It's the Muppet Show with our very special guest stars, the stars of Star Wars. Another thing I loved this time is I noticed a lot of little touches that I never noticed as a kid that I can appreciate as an adult. Like one, the two that come to mind immediately were when they're like bear when they're in the plane and they label the things, it's like bear, frog, and whatever. Yes. <laughs> and then um, I never noticed Nikki's door for his changing room says Nikki, uh, irresponsible parasite. Yes. And that's what um, that's what his sister uh, Diana Rigg, who is excellent in this, by the way. I want to give shout out to she does not in it too much, but she gives it her everything and takes those ridiculous lines seriously but yes she calls him and uh what was it irresponsible parasite mm-hmm. and it's underneath his door it's, it, the muppets like to set jokes up and they always have a good payoff so i'll give them that the writers know how to set up and pay off their jokes well and just like the little set designs that kind of pay every, it's just they do so good dude speaking of sets they run that taxi through that wall and I was busting up and I appreciated that they actually just burned through that wall and destroyed it just for that one joke. Just drove a taxi at fucking 25 miles an hour into a Muppet set. And then he's like, how do you get out of here? And he's like, are you turning? He goes, right. And he just drives through the set. <laughs> he just guns it through and <laughs> I love it. They, they destroyed those sets. That's why... I appreciate the Muppets. They they don't they burn their money, but they know when to burn it. Whether it's oh. throwing a puppet out of an airplane for three shots or just burning through their walls. <laughs> oh, God, you just don't get that that much anymore. Like the Muppets are really something special, you know. There's nothing quite like it. That is true. I I don't like this movie at all. I don't really recommend it to anybody. But <laughs> if you love the Muppets, there's at least 25 solid minutes of good jokes in here. It's the stupidest joke, but sometimes the stupidest joke makes you laugh is that Fozzie and Kermit are twins and everyone <laughs> mixes them up and they go, no, oh yeah. Even Fozzie says, oh yeah, I'm the bear. I'm just like, it's so <laughs> stupid and it's so like, it's almost like a non-joke, but so non-joke, it's hilarious to me. In the beginning when Jack Warden is like the newspaper editor and he's like, you two idiots missed the big story. And he's like, you know, jewels got stolen, this and this. And he's like, twins get hired at newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I thought that was kind of interesting. And he's like, you two look nothing alike. And he's like, oh, it's because he doesn't have his hat on. Yep. <laughs> With his hat on. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see it now. And even better, it even doubles down on it when, when Jack Warden looks at the uh, the picture of their dad. And it's just like a green bear. And it's like <laughs> it's perfect. <like> <laughs> He's like, the only reason you're here is because I knew your old man. <laughs> they, they do that a few times, and it's so perfect, the twin shit. Oh. Yeah. Um, speaking of cameos, you mentioned Jack Warden. You mentioned John Cleese. Um, we have Oscar the Grouch. We also have Peter Falk, who is Columbo. Not Columbo. Um, Matlock, right? Which one is he? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but he's very recognizable. And I was sitting there. My wife is, this is the last part my wife watched before she fell asleep. And she goes, is this meant for kids or adults? And I'm like, I don't know, but I know who Peter Falk is. And I loved it because <laughs> I was like, he's just rambling about nothing. And then Kermit goes, I know exactly what happened to you. You and your brother-in-law, Bernie. 
You cashed in your stock certificates and your insurance policy, and you went out and bought a dry cleaning establishment. Now another place opens up down the street, and it's charging less. I want you to buy me out. And all of a sudden, they're turning into juvenile delinquents, and your wife is saying to you, listen, you care more about this lousy business than you care about me. You didn't know what to do. So what did you do? Hmm? You did the only thing you could do. Hmm? Yeah. You dumped the business for a soul. You know, it's amazing. You are 100% wrong. I mean, nothing you've said has been right. Oh, yeah? Oh, it pays off. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. That was a great joke. He's just like, huh, you want to buy a watch? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's perfect. I was like, where are they going with this? And I'm like, oh, they, they it's a long payoff for, uh, for a good joke. And then um, the last cameo is uh, Peter Ustinov, who's a classic comedy guy. And he um, he gets beaten up by Miss Piggy. And he meets Oscar the Grouch, and it's um, it's excellent. I also wrote here, uh, under Kermit gets approached by a pedophile in a park. Yes. Um, I wrote, I never noticed how hilarious the argument between Miss Piggy and Kermit is when he's like, you're hammering it up! Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> he's like, why don't you quit overacting? And she's like, I'm doing 800 emotions. He's like, how about you get one right? <laughs> <laughs> That is oh. that, that is someone on the writers like team who does not like Miss Piggy who's getting in a couple good shots there. Mm-hmm. It was like such a meta actor's argument. It was perfect. <laughs> Miss Piggy is she needed to be dialed down a lot in this movie. Like I said, the first ten minutes of Miss Piggy are funny, and then it's too much. She's she's too much, and I like her when she pops in and says something sort like snooty or just kind of like i'm i am who i am but the entire middle plot of her being the fake mrs who isn't lady uh, lady holiday yeah her being a fake lady holiday and then is too much i like when she gets arrested and she breaks out but the, the mm-hmm. there's, there's 20 minutes too much of miss piggy for me yeah there needed to be they needed to cut that whole side plot and just and the problem is like they only have two female Muppets, so I get why they want to overemphasize Miss Piggy, but just her character and her herself is just it's too much. It gets grating. Yeah, I think it could have been funnier if they um, gave Charles Grodin like a better character to be something to do. Yeah, because then it might be a little more interesting or funny to see like Charles Grodin like wooing Miss Piggy and she's falling for like his suave ways and he's just a swindler that robs jewels you know right if he yeah okay so i guess we'll get into the last section here is things you want to change in a muppets movie i guess the plot doesn't matter but the things happening have to be interesting and it's not interesting to me like like there's a whole scene where fonz uh fozzie i'm calling fonzie hey, uh, fozzie <laughs> bear is upset that kermit's going on a date without him and the joke of it is, it's a joke, it's he's sad, and then uh, there's a song, and then Kermit says, you can join me, and then Fozzie says, hey everybody, it's all go, so then everyone <laughs> joins them on the date, and I'm like, this is not worth it, and then the whole Miss Piggy mistaken identity is not worth 20 minutes, and all these song and dances, uh, it's, uh, it's just, to me, it's, it was so boring. Yeah, I think it would have been funnier if Miss Piggy, so here's what I would have done, so... Instead of, so Kermit meets Miss Piggy, asks her out, she's into him, but then Charles Grodin comes in and he's like suave and he's obviously like 
a terrible person. Like you could still have him be the irresponsible parasite that Lady Holiday describes him, mm-hmm. but make him a little more charming. And he asks Miss Piggy out, and he takes her to the Debunay ball. And Fozzie and Kermit sneak in because Kermit's jealous, so they want to like follow along and you know say like I don't trust that guy kind of thing. Or even better, keep the plot going. They follow along because they need to interview Lady Holiday because they because they mm-hmm. think it's Lady Holiday. That would keep the plot intact. But yeah, that'd be better. And he gives I must call him Josh Gro- Groban. Uh, gives whatever his name is something to do. Charles Grodin. There you go. R.I.P. What a lovely diamond necklace. It is rather breathtaking, isn't it? I thought it a little outre, but my brother Nicky insisted that I wear it. I have your table, Lady Holiday. Thank you, Stanley. Give Stanley a tip, Nicky. For complimenting you on your neck? No, because it's customary. I don't have any change. Then give him something bigger. Bigger? I left my wallet at home. You left your wallet in college. Catch you later, Stan. Aren't you happy we're here? I have grave doubts about wearing these jewels. I feel as if thieves were breathing down my neck. Thieves aren't breathing down your neck. I want to put them in a safe. No. Yes. Yes, I meant yes. Why would I say no when I meant yes? Go and see Stanley. Go and see Stanley? Go and see Stanley immediately. All right, that's what you want. Don't forget to tip him. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, that would have really helped the middle act. They would have cut her song, and they they could have kept the little, like, dancing number. That would have been fun. I love the tap dancing in this. We need more tap dancing again. No. I miss musicals with tap dancing. Fuck that. Whatever. I know which Muppet I'm going to cast you as, by the way. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) I've I've already realized it. I I know my fate. (laughs) You think you do, but you'll laugh when I say who you are. Okay. Um... My thing, besides the plot, is what creeps me out is the Muppets don't blink. And it, oh, I just noticed it now for the first time, and it really creeps me out. The entire time, they're just staring at you. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's just creepy. That That's they don't what blink. happens when you do a shit ton of edibles and watch the Muppets. <laughs> I was sober as a monk, and it was just creeping me out that Miss Piggy specifically, her eyes are a little like lopsided, and they're just staring at you. I'm like, I don't like this. This is bad. I just, back to the puppetry with the freaking band. Like, I was watching, I was like, God, they're so good. Like, Animal, like, he's almost on beat with his, like, puppetry. And, like, the trumpet is, like, doing these weird man... I'm like, they're they're damn good. It's a lost art. No, yeah, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna downplay the Jim Henson's whole staff and crew there and how much time and effort's put into that one. And I know if I want to be an asshole, which, you know me, I will be... Their mouths just move one way, so there's not really any articulation, but considering how, you know, simplistic that is, their arm and, like, body movements are well done and well choreographed, for sure. Yeah, and tell me what you think. Um, I'm a big fan of the first new puppet movie. I think it's called, like, the puppet movie, the Muppet movie. Um, the one where the Flight of the Concords wrote the music for it. Mm-hmm. With, I think, Jason Siegel yeah. is in it. I really liked it, but there's something about that, the film style that the Muppets had, like that 80s kind of, I don't know how they got the visuals, but it, it's very Monty Python-esque. And I feel like something has been lost since that's not there anymore. I, I really enjoyed the newer movie, but I didn't like the modern feel to it. I like that kind of old 
80s film style that it has. I don't even know. I don't like the newer ones. I think they're creepy. I think it's just because I'm older watching them. The nostalgia of older film works for me with the Muppets. I think the newer stuff... I don't think it plays. I think it, I think I'm kind of on the same area with you. And like when it looks this good, it's kind of has a weirdness to it. I know um, my favorite scene that I remember from the Muppets, the Jason Siegel one, is when um, the new Muppet, which whose name I don't even know, uh, when when he's sitting there screaming and goes ah for like for like 20 minutes, <laughs> like he's just like every like he's running towards the camera, he screams, and the background keeps changing, and it's super goofy <laughs> and it's super like cheap and that works for me when it's on the Muppets themselves but something about when Amy Adams and Jason Segel get involved I'm like this is as weird it doesn't work for me I think it's because like you said it's 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 flashier and more fun and their dance I don't know it doesn't work for me the newer stuff from Muppets I think Muppets works as a nostalgic thing for me but I'm just you know a cantankerous bitch so I don't know <laughs> you cantankerous bitch I like that <laughs> let's let's make it let's make a shirt we'll sell it to people says I'm a cantankerous bitch <laughs> what will you be a drunken piece of shit a drunken slob <laughs> i'm a drunken piece of shit i'll be a cantankerous bitch um also in the robbery in the beginning i kind of wrote a note i go charles godin slaps the shit out of that extra i didn't even notice that <laughs> he to rob him he just walks up and he backhands him and then <laughs> takes the diamonds off her necklace and then hops in that like spray painted lamborghini thing and drives <laughs> off <laughs> I, I love that plot, too, where it's her brother is teamed up with three supermodels mm. and they're diamond thieves. But, like, they literally just turn off the lights and steal diamonds off of people's necklaces. And then all of a sudden they're, like, picking lots and activating the Death Star. And <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wish more time was spent on writing the mystery and the caper instead of just phoning it in and like i do like the part when they they had the juxtaposition of the diamond thieves have all this super super technology but like you said they just you know steal them and run away and then the the next then it flips and chops the scenes over to the muppets planning and they have nothing <laughs> it's, a, it's a great kind of back and forth infrared reflex check portable detonator check whoopee cushion i think it's in the bus rubber raft it's got holes in it. Bag of chickens. Fake vomit. It's on order. Frisbee. No, oh, uh, lost. Matic drill. Check. Computer printout. Check. Radar gun. Check. Walkie talkies. Check. Check. Wax lips. Man, I just had them. Did you leave them in your other pants? I don't have no other pants. Yo, yo. For sure. <laughs> Harpoon gun. That's you. Check. All right, team. Let's go for it. Peanut butter. Animal ate it. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yes, there's... The problem with this movie is the first 20 and last 20 minutes are so funny and the middle is just slogs so bad and there's little things here and there to keep me smiling but i spent the majority of this film on imdb looking at cameos and little trivia because i was i was just insanely bored yeah yeah you're right i i'm not gonna lie i skipped i was hitting like skip 10 seconds <laughs> in the middle because it was just like i i'm not gonna make it through this like it really it's like 
going at a great pace, and then it just stops and crawls mm -hmm. through the middle, and then it picks up again. When I think back on this movie, I remember the first third and the last third. Yes. And you forget about the middle, and you go, oh my god. Like, it's like it almost got forgotten. And it's just like, ah, Miss Piggy dances again or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's all the same normal writers. And, and that's why I was, I was saying in the beginning, and I stand by it's like, this should have been a Muppet episode and just focus on the mystery plot. But I don't know. This is two years off of their first movie. Or no, sorry. This is four years off their first movie, two years after Takes Manhattan. And I think you're just going off of, you know, the heat. You got to keep going, keep going. Yeah. And there's there's some good stuff in here, but I think it, it lacks the fun of Takes Manhattan and their their origin movie. But the last joke I wrote down that had me like busting up, which is lost on a podcast. It's got to see it visually is when um, Kermit says, do we have our disguises in place? And every <laughs> single one of them has those big goofy eyebrows and big um, glasses and big nose. <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. And my wife looks at me and goes, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know, but this is the funniest joke. I cannot laugh. It's so hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> Or when Gonzo, they're like sitting there and uh, they're at the restaurant and she's like, shall we order the roast beef? And Kermit's like, Ugh. <laughs> he's like, cost as much as an Oldsmobile. And Gonzo's like, don't worry, I got this. Hey, relax, Kermit. I'll take care of it. Say cheese. <laughs> there you go, folks. Souvenir photograph. Just give me your name and address and 10 bucks. How about you folks? Souvenir photograph? No, thanks. Oh, come on. It'll be a great memento for you and your wife. My wife isn't feeling very well. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe she should be at home. My wife isn't home. Yes. Next table. I can't wait to hear the bits cut in to this episode. But <laughs> It's hard because the Muppets are so visual. That's why I was worried when he picked this Muppet. I'm like, I'm like the Muppets are so visual. So I'm going to put in some audio, but the audio is not going to do it justice. It's got to be visual. So check out our memes. So my final question before we wrap this up here is, um, Shane, if I was a Muppet, who would I be? So I'm going to first give you this and say, who do you think you would be? And then I'm going to give you my answer. Hmm. I have two and I'll tell you why I was torn on two. I have two for you as well, actually. I was actually torn on two. It's kind of a fun coincidence. Um, I don't know. If you're going to be a to me, I guess you'd probably call me Rizzo the Rat or Sam the Eagle. <laughs> I thought about Sam the Eagle. I was thinking. But the two names I wrote down was John Cleese. <laughs> you're always bored when i'm talking to you <laughs> yes it's good <laughs> I, i'm not bored at all i'd go out and buy calves jelly <laughs> if we were a married couple we'd definitely be john cleese <laughs> and that lady just rambling and then me going oh my god i wish i was anywhere the weather was terrible for the past 12 years it's been terrible <laughs> but no you're gonna laugh and I, i'm gonna say it and then i'm gonna explain why Okay. You are the old man at the Happiness Hotel desk. <laughs> What's his name? I can't remember his name. Because as the editor of this podcast, you're just the crazy old man that keeps it together while chaos <laughs> is happening. <laughs> Somebody's checking in. Somebody's listening. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's straightforward, but he is kind of just there. Like, <laughs> like, 
He doesn't say anything that's like, I don't know how to explain. Yeah, Pops, he's hilarious, but he's totally you, just the straight guy who just like, oh, yeah, the rats are bellhops. <laughs> well, I respect both of those choices, actually. I'll take the, uh, the, the idiot guy who ignores you and the guy who's just using super glue and silly string to keep this shit together. Okay, I got two choices for you. I think you're a combination okay. of um, Fozzie Bear because of your just your nonstop <laughs> jokes and some hit and some are just like... And inv- inviting myself on your dates. That's actually perfect. You just invite yourself <laughs> to everything in my life. It's perfect, actually. And, of course, your Dr. Teeth. You just sing and you have no business singing, but you are just going to do it regardless if anyone wants to hear you or not. You're going to oh, my God. Heart. I would be Dr. Teeth at a heartbeat. That life! <laughs> oh, that brings me to the scene where he's like, there's going to be gunplay. We're going to risk our lives. We're gonna... Some of us may die. He's like, I'm out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I ain't about that. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. Um... I wouldn't recommend The Great Map of Caper. I'd recommend going on YouTube and looking up the best scenes. But would you recommend it for nostalgia's sake? Yes, but if you're going to watch it, just watch up until... Just watch until after the Debonet Club, and then fast forward until Miss Piggy's in jail. Yes. for I think it's a good way... I don't know. It's boring before that. I think as soon as Miss Piggy becomes lady so-and-so i get bored but if you go into this movie knowing it lulls i think you'll be fine i was just disappointed because i was like oh my god this is just drops it just it sinks really quickly yeah i you you texted me and you were like oh my god this fucking movie i'm like you're crazy and i watched it i'm like yeah he's absolutely crazy and then i hit the middle and i was like oh (laughs) oh no it's never gonna end (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't but it, but i'll give it the props it picks up in the last 15 15 minutes for sure oh r.i.p charles groden we remember you for beethoven and the great uh, from what i always remember you and the great muppet caper or you were trying to pork a pig <laughs> you tried to rape miss piggy i'll get this for you just a minute sorry watch it buster oh mr holiday i'm sorry hello <laughs> miss uh... thank you Miss Piggy? Right. Of course. Have dinner with me tonight. Well, <laughs> Mr. Holiday, you really, I'm very busy. Oh, can we meet just just for a moment? Just, underwear, just, underwear, just one underwear. brief moment, Miss Piggy. Miss... Hmm? Miss Piggy. You're a very different-looking woman. I'm so tired of the same type. Those tall, thin creatures with the long legs, the, the aquiline noses, the teeth like pearls, soft skin. Yeah, well, I can see where that might make you sick to your stomach. <clears throat> please, now. Please. Piggy. No, please. No, please. Please. Don't put a door between us. But you did make funny, and for some reason your socks were set up, the floral socks were set up and referenced a lot, but never paid off. I don't remember them. They they make one guy goes, Mister Nicky Holiday, did you order these extravagant floral socks? And then like there's like eight shots of them zoomed in on his socks, and I thought that was gonna pay off. Where they're like, who's the criminal? We only know the criminal is wearing floral socks, and like Kermit was like, aha! 
but it never never happened. I think they uh, they wrote the Muppet part and then they forgot about the mystery. Yeah, they definitely forgot about the mystery. Um, next week we're gonna watch the Muppets do the Great Muppet Theater. <laughs> What's that? You never saw the Great Muppet Theater? It's like they do like oh, um shit. Not gonna watch more fucking Muppets. They do like uh King Midas and uh like uh the the cobbler, the elves and the cobbler, like the shoe cobbler. The cobbler elves? Yeah, kind of, but like the cobbler. Oh, with, that oh, can't with, make uh, ends with meet. Uh, yeah, with Adam Sandler. Yeah, and Elvis comes in and makes the makes the shoes for the cobbler. I literally don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm going to show you. It's pretty funny. It's just a bunch of skits. It's not really a movie, but it's a bunch of like ancient classic stories done by the Muppets and uh, and like the three little pigs and stuff. Yeah, no, literally El- Elvis puppet Muppet comes in and makes shoes for this guy and he sings a song called Blue Suede Shoes. Does he try to molest somebody? No, but he does die of a cocaine overdose on the toilet. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> Watch the Muppets, everybody. <laughs> Um, can you do like a can you do like a sing song kind of sound for a glass half full so I can like, so I can kind of like tag that on to the end of your song? Oh, oh, let me let me think. It's glass half full and me. It's a glass half full podcast and fuck it. <laughs> 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 Give me the podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoy the Muppets because I was fucking miserable last night. Watching the movies and giving the podcast. You got a Kermit the Frog impression or no? Probably not a good one. I tried one this morning. I was testing it out and it didn't sound good. It's a glass half full. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like Yoda. I always say the G4 modulator. Which Muppets is that? I know it's a Muppet movie. I don't know, man. It's like the Kermit, right? I don't. I can't hear myself. Oh, Kermit! Oh, oh Kermit! That was pretty good. Tell me how full my glass is. Oh, uh, there we go. That's. Don't that's put a door between our glass. <laughs> that's how you stuff a pig. <laughs>